Welcome back to Casperger's. This is your host, Eli Halpern. Today we have a very interesting interview going on here. Um, we got Sheldon Stone from Texas, who uh, is a friend of Mike Eaton, actually, and he was one of the cameramen on, not on the Tiger King documentary, but um, for some of their past projects. I have spoken to him a little bit. Uh, we're going to find out a lot. I've uh, asked all of you to give me your questions, and I will be asking all of them. And they're all terrible questions. You're disgusting people. But um, I give you what you want, all right? That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm trying to do over here. All right. Now, um, I, first of all, I'd like to put on the record I had this mullet before I knew Joe Exotic existed. Um, Mike will be joining us in a moment here. We're going to be Skype calling Sheldon briefly. And um, enjoy. Boom. All right. We're here with Sheldon Stone and Mike Eaton. Uh, Mike, uh, how did you how did you how did you set this up? Uh, so I I met Sheldon in community college uh, when I was in Texas, and I we met in geology. Uh, <laughs> like we were, we were talking about this when we started the call. Like we literally just walked up, started talking to each other, uh, and so yeah, uh, that's how I met Sheldon. And I posted a joke about Tiger King on Facebook. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I worked there." It's <laughs> like, "Get the fuck out! You got to tell people about that." Yeah, dude. So, Tell us, tell us everything. Uh, I mean, I worked for Joe in 2014. I was the chief editor and technical director on the TV crew. Uh, I'm also the star of his water bottle commercial, which I, I know I sent to Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, where I'm grabbing the girl's ass. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I was there for a, a lot of it. I left a week before the studio fire. Oh, man. So... What was the story with that? What do you think really happened? Who do you think did it? If I had to guess, I, honestly, I'd think I'd think Rick Kirkham because he did the whole ass out of there right after that. Yeah. Do you think that like so? His defense of that was that he uh, wouldn't have burned it down because all of his money was tied up in the TV show, and that's where all the footage was. Man, all that. That would have been tied up would have been Joe's money because he was the one that was paying for all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that makes sense. And you said, oh, also, did you know that those gators were Michael Jackson's alligators? I did not. But here's the thing with the gators is uh, John Finley, the guy you see without his shirt a lot in that. Yeah. Uh, his, his nickname was the Gator Man. They don't talk about the documentary. They, he loved those gators like most people would love, like, their dogs. Those were his babies. Oh man! So he he was devastated when that happened. Did he ever wear a shirt? Yeah, all the time. The only time I've seen him shirtless is the documentary. <laughs> that's so awesome! <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, how did you get involved with Joe Exotic and all that? Like, how did you get? So, right after I finished my associate's degree at community college, where we met, um, I I actually I got it in broadcasting, and I saw I was looking for work. I'm like, man, I got my degree in the field. I want to go to work. And I saw a posting on Craigslist saying, hey, come work out at this zoo, uh, 300 bucks a week, and uh, provided on-site uh, lodging and utilities and all that. So why the hell not? And I went out there, and uh, I met with my predecessor, whose name is Mark Miner, who was actually working on a documentary before this guy that did Tiger King, before Eric Good. And I really wish they'd have talked to him and uh, the cameraman that was there the longest, Nico Marchetti. He's, he's a friend of mine, too. He was actually my roommate while I lived and worked there. 
Oh, cool. uh, they have way more insight than, you know, like Rick Kirkham or any of them. Cause uh, Rick had been there about two days maybe before I showed up. Oh, and wow. That hired me. Gotcha. And you said that Rick was drinking like the whole time. Oh yeah. He drank 140 proof rum pretty much every night, about five, six hours a night, probably. And he would be so drunk or hung over the next morning that he would always just beg me. He's like, just tell Joe I'm doing this, that, or the other, and uh, I can't come in. Here's the keys. Go open up. <laughs> you questions you want me to keep going? I like where you're going with this. You've seen more of it. Yeah. Uh, so what was it? I mean, what was it like working with Joe? So when I knew Joe, he was – here's the thing with Joe. Joe knows how to talk to and present himself to people really well. Like if there was ever a master manipulator in that department, it's Joe. He would come in and he'd seem like, so in the staff meeting, you know, he'd be talking to his animal handlers and that and come off like the biggest dick boss in the world. And then, you know, we'd get to work in that and he's the nicest guy in the fucking world. He'd come in, he's laughing, he's joking, he's having a good time in my office. I'm showing him like, hey, Joe, this is what I'm working on today for you for the broadcast tonight. He's like, cool, I like that. Keep, keep going with that. Do you feel like anyone was misrepresented in the documentary? <sighs> yes, a few people. Uh, Eric Coey, the zookeeper you see with the long hair a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when I knew Eric, he was fresh out of the Navy. He was actually a former U.S. Navy chef. And okay. he used the most delicious food on the planet. This comes from a fat man. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, he used to make the most amazing food, tell the best stories. Again, nicest guy on the planet. Uh, he actually, he collapsed one day from exhaustion and dehydration during the day in the park. Wow. So, but so I, it was I like running all ragged? Yeah. I mean, what was like a typical work day? Well, it depends on who you ask. For me, it was, uh, I worked a 60-hour week. So I would work for about 10 to 12 hours a day, depending on the week. Uh, and I would get up at about 7.30 in the morning, go brush my teeth, get dressed in that. And I'd walk across the parking lot into the gift shop, which was also, the back of it was the office. Uh, Joe would have a staff meeting for everybody. And then we'd all go out and do our thing. So for my editing team and I, we would go straight back to the TV studio and hunker down. And that's where we would be until lunch, go to lunch. And then we'd go back to work. And then uh, Joe would come in at about three and I'd set up the live broadcast for the night and he would do his Joe exotic TV. And after the broadcast, you know, we'd, he'd sit around, we'd talk for a little bit and then he'd go back out with the animal handlers and, uh, we'd start setting up stuff for the next day as far as what needed to be worked on in that and dump the footage from the cameras. Uh, the camera people, he always had a camera person with him at all times. Mm -hmm. so we, we had rotations. So uh, every night he had a camera person with him all night. And all day he had somebody following him with a camera. So I, I assume Joe was fucking at least one of his husbands. Like was a camera person around for that? Not that I know of. Okay. My, yeah, I mean, my would have been profitable too. Right? <laughs> my, my one roommate, though, Joe wanted to make that husband number three. Ooh, tell us more. He was always flirting and touching on uh, this guy, wanting him to uh, 
you know, he, he really wanted to turn him. So he was just going for, so did he like try and trick these straight dudes with meth or just? I'm flip? assuming with John, it was the meth. With John, it was definitely, you know, he shows you the guns that Joe bought him in that and the trucks. Travis, I imagine it was a lot of the same. You know, he's a young 19-year-old kid, and here's Joe throwing all this free stuff at him. How much money do you think Joe was worth at the time? Or he was making? That's uh, that's a hard guess. Cause I, I really because he always had people booking for the tours, for the gift shop, uh, for the play times that people always spend money in the gift shop. Uh I never saw the books personally, so I couldn't tell you how much. But he was well off, I assume. I, I would guess so. He always had, you know, top of the line pickups and that. And the, he had his tour bus. Yeah. And what was what was the the impact of meth on the group? How uh, much were we doing? How often? So I wasn't around to see. You know, I never saw any of them actually doing any meth or anything. Actually, it's kind of funny that it turns out that was a problem because, you know, I would go into town, town with Joe and that because he needed stuff and he'd be like, oh, you guys come with me, whatever. And uh, he'd be like, yeah, if it wasn't for my business, this whole local economy would be ran by the meth labs and the dealers. Hmm. <laughs> but instead, they're just helping me run mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he came off as very anti-meth and anti-drug. That's what was, that's what I find funny about all that. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so like with all of the like extra Walmart meats and stuff, is that what a guy was cooking? Like, was that like what you were fed? Like you got just extra Walmart meats or? So to my knowledge, I never had any of that. I never really ate any of the food at the park because yeah. we would all come to Walmart and buy our own groceries and that because we lived there. Did you eat the expired meat? No. Who is that reserved for? Uh, that would be the people, I guess, eating at the pizzeria and that, that, that he opened later on in the park. So like the guests and that, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, that's great. Did you get to play with the Tigers? Multiple times. Yeah. How was that? What was that like? Fun. I mean, they're just, they're like little cats, man. They just, they just want to play and be loved. That is insane. I would love a pet tiger. Do you think Joe is a top or a bottom? <laughs> I'm going to go with top. Yeah, I would. I would All right. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. But like, I don't know. Do you he, think he they had... ever got sexual in the cages? No. Do you think there was any bestiality going on? No. Really? You don't think he like one time fucked a tiger? No. Oh, wow. Well, I wouldn't assume a grown one, but I don't know. I mean, if he did, that would definitely be consensual. Right, because you would get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> we we told a bunch of people that we were going to be having you on the show, and like the number one question we both got was like, "Did Joe fuck a tiger?" <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Damn. Uh, were you there when Joseph killed himself, or, or were you Travis. around? No, that was after I left. I I knew Travis when he was alive. Yeah. Uh, huh? Yeah, Travis. I got the name wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, uh, but he used to come into the studio all the time, and he was just the happiest, biggest goofball you'd ever meet. Sweet, sweetest guy in the world. Never, you know, they talk about he'd pull guns on people. Now, he never did that to us. 
he'd come in, he'd be singing, you know, he'd go, he, his favorite, he'd come into our office and he'd start singing, my back, my neck, my pussy, and my crack. <laughs> that, that was my favorite. Did you work with uh, Saf? No. She, uh, from, from what I understand, well, if I did, I didn't really notice it. Let me rephrase that. Because uh, I know she had gotten her arm taken off before I got there. Because the guy that I replaced had the footage. There, okay. there is footage. Of that. Can you get but, that? No, I don't have that. I, I don't even know where the guy is anymore. He, when I, when I showed up, he left to go teach in the Indian Territory in Oklahoma, and he just dropped off the grid. Wow. So he's got the footage of Sappy getting her arm torn off in that. Also, you sent me a bunch of cool footage that you had from that time. Um, do you want me to post a link to that in this video when I upload it? Sure, go ahead. I think people would like to see that. Yeah, because one of the things you did on there was the Carol Baskin investigation. Yes, I, I produced that and aired it, yes. Do you, do you think she killed her husband? I think he's in the septic tank. You think he's in the septic tank? Oh, really? You don't think he was fed to the tigers? No, I think he's in the septic tank. Really? Why not the tigers? I think the tigers are too obvious for her. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. Like I feel like if they if he was in the septic tank, they would have gotten a search warrant by now. Well, I mean they don't have I didn't probable they like, cause and didn't they completely like bungle the investigation, right? I mean they wouldn't even check the meat grinder either to see if he did get fed to the tigers. Wow. So do you think Joe was set up in all of this? I don't know because he's he was I'd imagine he was off his rocker enough between John leaving him and Travis killing himself. That he might have done something crazy. Yeah. I mean, he went he went from having all these people around him that loved him to just being completely isolated like that. Well, who's that guy that was like, did I set him up? I don't know, is hiding a camera and recording and yeah, Jeff Lowe. <laughs> yeah, that sounds did you like ever setting meet Jeff him up. Lowe? No, he, he came onto the scene about a year after I left. Gotcha. Okay. So what was what was the impetus for you leaving? Were you just like fed up with the tigers or? No, so one night, one night we get done working, and uh, uh, I'm at home, and uh, in my trailer it was myself, uh, my roommate, who was one of the camera guys. We had uh, the one female camera woman uh, that was our roommate, and then we had Rick. Rick was in the master, and Rick and I are sitting outside, and he goes, "Look, man," he goes, "I'm firing you in two weeks, and I want you to spend the next two weeks training your replacement on all the uh, broadcast equipment." I'm like, "Fuck you," and I packed up and left that night. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell That's yeah. a good reaction. Um, so when Saf in the in the in the documentary on Netflix, when she gets her arm taken off, by the way, I think that was the craziest part of the whole thing. She was like, oh, just another day of work for me. Went back five days later. I was like, what the fuck? All this gay meth stuff? That is the craziest thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're kind of covering the camera a little bit there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but um, so when she got her arm bitten off. I had some people notice that Joe had his paramedic jacket on almost immediately. <laughs> Is he just like always prepared for that or does he have that nearby or what's? So here's, here's the thing with Joe that they don't discuss in the documentary. Joe actually used to be a county sheriff in Texas. So he actually oh. used to be a responder. Oh. Yeah, he was the youngest appointed sheriff in the state of Texas. Holy shit. That's yeah, awesome. that's big news. You're hearing it here first, folks. Yeah. 
probably where the jacket came from, I'd imagine. But uh, oh. <laughs> always, always had had something like that around ready to go. He's yeah. just like, I'll be right back. So were you there for any like real injuries or like any like bad stuff going on? So I was there. Uh, two of the zookeepers collapsed from exhaustion and dehydration. There was Eric that I told you about, and uh, there was another guy there, uh, Bill, who you see in a couple shots in the gift shop. He's the heavy set. Uh, brown skin guy with the ponytail yeah i guess and bun in that but uh yeah he he went down too um and then one of the other zookeepers they were uh feeding the cats one day or they were working on a feed shoot and the lid came up and uh the metal lid came up and busted his head open Ooh. That, that that was the worst stuff i was there for how was your living situation it was actually not. It's actually it was nicer than my apartment now, probably. Like that. That I feel like got a little. From what I experienced, was a little over embellished. Uh, because I was in. So the trailer you see Alan in at the end, where he's got like the jacuzzi tub in that. That's the one I lived in. Nice. That's the suite in that trailer. Oh, we should have interviewed you in the jacuzzi tub. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was. But yeah, it was it wasn't bad at all. We had you know we had a full size kitchen, uh, you know, washer dryer. Uh, I never had any issues with it. I don't know what the hell Rick was talking about. <laughs> uh, no, my only issue was we had carpet in the bathroom. Oh God, nightmare! Yeah, oh, urine city. <laughs> More like wet feet from shower, but oh yeah, but, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a lot. That's actually way worse. <laughs> yeah. a couple of bubbles. Know how to aim my dick. <laughs> but uh, I do know a couple of the animal keepers, they had flea problems, which, you know, I guess I could, you could expect that almost with what they did. You know, they were around these cats 20 hours a day. Someone's going to come home with fleas. And then uh, the other one is I know they had raccoons living under one of them. Crazy. What's like your favorite memory from there? Um... Probably there were, I mean, there were a lot of days, you know, it was just me and my assistant editor, Matt, uh, who's been doing a lot of interviews too, actually, if you see him uh, uh, around on Facebook. But uh, there was a lot of days we just sat in the office and just worked on videos and that and just like, hey, you know, does this look good? Yeah, this looks good. Can you believe we do this for a living? No. Good. Neither can I. <laughs> Did you ever know anything about the Prince Albert? No, I didn't know about the Prince Albert until the documentary. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping you saw the padlock. I wanted to know. <laughs> nope, I didn't. Although I will say that the line he told Travis about porn and that, he told he every guy that worked for him heard that from him. <laughs> he asked me that one day. Like my first week working for him, he goes, Yeah, you like uh when you're watching porn, you like a little dick or a big dick? I said, Man, big frothing dick. He goes, Well, you're a little gay, aren't you? <laughs> Isn't that oh, like a it's old a new material. Ron White joke? It is, and that's why I was I thought he was referencing that when he said that. And that's oh. why I can Ron yeah. White. Yeah, it's like a fucking like 30-year-old Ron White joke. Yeah. Hey, he's a comedy fan. Yeah. <laughs> See street sweepers. Oh yeah, they are really doing it out here. Uh, so I figured they would be shut down during the apocalypse, but here they are. Sweepers. Right? Yeah, what do we need streets for? We're not going anywhere. We I don't saw need that. Roads where we're going. Speaking of that, I saw in the news today that uh, 
Doc Antle's place is still open during all this. <laughs> I would. Oh, he seems like the most interesting person. Yeah, ever. he seems like a maniac. He has three women. That that one guy was like, "You don't need to teach me how to train these animals. You need to train, train these women." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man." He had three like pretty. What? I said, dude's got a fucking harem. Yeah. How did you spend time with him? No, I, the only one I ever met was Joe. Oh, okay, so cool though. Did, did you ever? So it came out later that Joe did not sing any of those country songs, but like in the documentary, he tried to play it off like he did and like sings along to him. Did he ever like play his music there? Oh yeah, all the time. Every broadcast would start with uh, three of his music videos playing before the actual broadcast. <laughs> He's like, you gotta play three of them. You gotta rotate them out every night. It can't be the same three in a row every night. And how many music videos did he have total? Uh, at the time, I knew, I had about nine or ten of them in the system that I could run. So I guess he had five on top. Three. So you played three of the. So you played a third of them every night. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, the same ones. Because he, wa he wanted to uh, have it kind of like a pre-show, like 10 minutes leading up to the show. Yeah, no, I got it. That's like MTV in like the 2000s. Yeah. He did actually, uh, a couple of his videos did get played on CMT. That's fantastic. But, no, that was, you know, speaking of my favorite memories, I remember there was one day, you know, I'm 6'4", 380. You know, I'm a big dude. And uh, he decides he wants to shoot part of a new music video. And he's got uh, us all out there. And for some reason, I got stuck with the uh, reflector for the lights. Uh -huh. And here's my fat ass running across this exotic animal park with a reflector. Can you describe <laughs> what that is? Like a big uh, reflective disc. On a pole? No. Like it's got handles on each side. But it's like a nylon with uh, foil in the middle. Okay. And it's about... About two and a half, three feet across. Yeah. So, but yeah, my fat ass running across this park in Oklahoma in the summer. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh man, what was the like worst thing you had to deal with there? Rick. Yeah, just being a drunk. Being a drunk. Um, taking credit for a lot of the shit we did. That's what pissed me off the documentary a lot too, actually. Yeah, like he takes credit for a lot of that stuff, and it's like, wait a minute, because when I showed up, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get uh, Joe on A and E, True TV, and that." Did you ever see a reality show? Because I didn't. And that's what he would just pitch and pitch and pitch. He had all these contacts and that. And it's like, dude, yeah, you probably did like twenty years ago when you were on Inside Edition, but yeah. And then uh, the throne thing. So he takes credit for that. Yeah. That is from my assistant editor, Matt, saw the Lana Del Rey video where she's on the throne like that. Uh-huh. And that's where he got the idea to put Joe on the throne. That was actually all his idea. So it was a Lana Del Rey thing. Yes. That's what he would do in his downtime. He'd watch music videos at his desk. That's awesome. Did Joe ever play live music? Uh, no. Red flag. Yeah, no, he yeah. refused to perform any of his songs. Yeah, that's crazy. But he always lied and said he did them. But he would, uh, he would sit at his uh, his desk, he had a news desk on the set, 
and when we were playing the videos before the show, you know, we could hear it on our speakers, and he'd be sitting there jamming out. That's awesome. How did you feel about the way the documentary was edited? Um, you know, I th it, it did its job, you know, it built the suspense and made you ask, you know, who did what and all that. Uh, some of it, my, my wife will tell you, it's like watching it with the director's commentary with me because I was pausing every five minutes like, okay, this is what actually happened. This is what they're being dramatic about. Calm down. Oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> what were they dramatizing? Dramatizing? Um, like, uh, <laughs> shit, now that you ask me that. <laughs> it's dramatizing. <laughs> like the housing situation that it was not... Oh, yeah nearly as bad as what they had portrayed at least as far as i was aware was anyone abusive to the animals not when i was there no did you get to pet anything besides tigers uh i got the opportunity to pet snakes gators tarantulas bears wolves lions camels when you started that something is gonna be like a one or two animal answer <laughs> like, you got you got to think of the whole list here. Yeah, that's awesome. What was your favorite? Uh, probably the tigers. There, there was a really big one there by the name of Jughead, and he was a big sweetheart. And that he was a big fat boy, and that's I'm like that's my spirit animal right there because he would just lounge around all day, not give a shit. Hell yeah. All right, be Jughead. Do you do you think they ever drugged any of them for? Um. Like I know in Thailand, they'll they'll drug the the tiger so they're just laying there and you can just pet them, and you're not supposed to do that. I never saw them do that for the petting. Uh, they did it. The only time I saw them trank them was for uh, veterinary work. Yeah. Oh, I cracked up at that part where he, the tiger's like asleep and they're running him out in a cart. Joe's like, "All right, you got six minutes." <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't kidding either. Yeah. That, that's what they would do. The vet would come out, they'd trank them, and then they'd do the surgery on them. They'd only have a few minutes. Yeah. You know, they'd mess around. They'd be playing with each other and scratch each other with their claws or whatnot, and they'd need stitched up. Oh, yeah. You'd have that's to be a, a NASCAR surgeon. <laughs> All right, get back out there. That, that was probably the most disturbing thing, speaking of the vet, is uh, – when she had animals she had euthanized like livestock like cows and horses and that she would pull a trailer up to the dumpster at the back of the park which is across the driveway from my office mm -hmm. and they dumped the carcass and then joe and the staff would butcher it and feed it to the animals so, so imagine going to work and there's just a dead horse there's just a dead horse sitting there <laughs> well at least they didn't the kill any that animals. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's awesome what what uh i don't know what what do you think like was the the biggest thing you learned from your experience there um definitely just just be wary when you take a job like that <laughs> you know if it's too good to be true it probably is what was the biggest appeal to you when you found out about it? Uh, just three to get three hundred bucks a week. Yeah, that you know, you say that wasn't bad. I figured, man, I'm gonna be living here rent free, utility free. I just gotta buy a few groceries every week. 
that's, I'll that's, save my. The problem is the grocery store is like 20 miles away. Yeah. And it's in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> so no good beer. Yeah. No good beer. Did you know that the alcohol up until just recently was limited to 3% for beer in Oklahoma? Oh, so wow. All of their beer was special beer, Oklahoma beer that was at 3%. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. It was piss water. It is. Right. I, I, it was so bad that we would, there was a liquor store in town and we would buy, uh, we'd just buy liquor from them. Because, you yeah, know, Rick was only drinking beer under 5%. Yeah. Yeah, this is 7.7%. <laughs> That's a good number. Two good numbers. Yeah. Juxtaposed. No juxtaposed. At 7.7. You asked? I said too bad it's not 7.77, then it's the jackpot. I know. Well, then you we never can win know. a new case of beer. <laughs> We're drinking on a New Belgium Starship IPA. It's, okay, and that looks badass. It is a dope fucking can. Yeah, show them yours that's not crushed. It's got like a little guy with like a gun. I have to crush my cans after I drink them so I don't try to go back for more. Makes sense. Yeah, we have drinking problems. So, so uh, what what question do you wish people would ask you about all this? Um, just like, I don't know, like, hmm. Well, what was the experience actually like, I guess? Because, I mean, like I said, for me, it was, you know, it's way different from what's portrayed in the documentary. I wasn't handling animals. Uh, I worked for the idiot that took credit for most everyone else's work that I did work with, which still pisses me off. Because those are, those are my friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just, yeah. There are a few things they got wrong, but the, they did get some stuff right, and that's yeah, that's good. You have any more specific people you want to call out for stealing your credits? No. We can publicly shame them for you. No, Rick's the big offender on that, and it's not it's not my credits for the most part. It's uh, people like my my senator uh, Matt. My, and the head camera guy, Nico, a lot of their stuff he took credit for because they, they were a couple of creative – it was a creative powerhouse for those two. He uh, Rick is now uh, married and living in Sweden. Norway. Norway, yeah. I knew it was one of those. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe his wife's Swedish, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, we also had a, a couple of crazy questions. Uh, how much meth would it take for you to sleep with Joe? <laughs> Probably more than the town of Winnie would have had. <laughs> okay, good, good answer, good answer. Uh, for $1,000, would you sleep with Carol Baskins? I'd have to clear it with my wife, but free money is... <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we can arrange. That's exactly what he thought you were gonna say. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> uh, what was the other one that we had? Oh, uh, who do you think was a worse person, Joe or Carol? Or you didn't meet Carol? I never met Carol. I I, I helped produce most of Joe's bash pieces on her, but. <sighs> 
Did they uh, say how the, he got access to her diary? No, I never learned that. <laughs> he'd want to disclose either. What if he just made it up? Probably was he like really as like insane and violent about all the Carol stuff? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. He the one thing I will say about Joe is the man who had to throw a Fourth of July party because he didn't just go out and get M80s. He would get the Tannerite <laughs> and it and make it go boom with his guns. Wait, he would shoot it to light it off? Yeah. Yeah, it's like explode tannerite. It's I, don't, like, I don't know what tannerite is. And so it's like the discount TNT that they have at they have ammo shops, so you can shoot it in a range and make stuff explode. Ooh, can you buy them here? Yeah. Let's not do that. We live I in can. California. Yeah, <laughs> we never do such a thing. You probably can't because you live in California. Yeah. <laughs> I know people. <laughs> I have yeah, I, friends. I'm I'm better off getting shot with no health insurance in California than getting arrested for shooting someone else. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, he, he knew how to throw one hell of a party in that respect. Did he drink as well? No, as far I never saw him drink. Interesting. So just strictly yeah, part of that because of how his brother got killed. Joe's brother got killed? That's who the park was named after. Oh, I guess I must maybe I missed that or something. Yeah. Did they discuss that? Uh his brother got T boned by a drunk driver one day. Oh wow. So that's why it was called GW? Yeah, it was uh, Gerald Wayne. Gerald? Yeah, G-A-R-O-L-D. <laughs> that's the dumbest fucking name ever. <laughs> Gerald? Don't speak ill of the dead, Michael. I'm sorry, but Gerald. You act like he's got any class there, Eli. <laughs> yeah, he must who I am as a person. Oh my God, Gerald! <laughs> Why not Gerald? I know. <laughs> That's what I was, but Joe always corrected me. That's awesome. You mean go? No, spell it J O E. That's Joe. It's pronounced Go Exotic. <laughs> I run the J W. <laughs> oh man, when's he getting out of prison? Twenty years? <laughs> Never. He's in his 70s. Wait, how long ago was that? How long that ago was he sentenced? A year or two, maybe. And he's in his 70s now? No, he will be when he gets out. He's in his 50s. Uh -oh. Yeah, he'll be alive. He'll get out of jail, I'm sure. It's disappointing to learn that he never killed anyone. Yeah. But the rest of the story just made it interesting enough. You never really get to look into the world of, of people that deal with fucking tigers. Yeah. That's because most of them don't like being filmed with the exceptional one. Well, I guess yeah. all three of them. That uh, narcissism will get to you. Yeah. Um, you guys have anything else you want to add? Huh? I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah, I think we covered ev like everything that I wanted to know about it. Do you have anything that you wanted to add? No, that's about it. We covered all of it. Hell yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks for joining us, Sheldon. Hell yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upload this on YouTube and tag your uh, thing so people can get another look at what was going on there.
and uh, enjoy your quarantine. Try, don't eat too much. Eat too much. <laughs> Mike's all trying to get me to join the fats. And, uh, all the donuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help me convince Eli. I was telling them. We're going to Sonic after this. Yeah, I was telling him earlier, like, uh, this is the perfect time to become fat. He's never been fat before, and I'm trying to get him to join. So what would your words of wisdom be? I mean, we're, we're the Fat Panthers. You know, we go, we're here, we're fat. Hey, are you going to eat that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right, take care, buddy. All right, awesome. You guys, too.